Cafe. Bruce, welcome um, back. Yeah. We you missed last what? week. Sorry about that. Where were we? David was out of town working on the film for the first time uh, on, on the set. That's right. That was great. What did right. you like about it? Oh, lots of things. I didn't like not sleeping, but I How many hours did you get? One hour and 15 minutes. Oh, God. <laughs> Good for you, David. I know. Uh, I liked... We got to go to this mansion to shoot, and the, the uh, owners were so gracious to us, and the place was unbelievable, and it's going to make for a really incredible um, room of good intentions shot or scenes. And uh, really enjoyed that. Really enjoyed the conversations I had with the lead actors that are on the project and a lot of the cast or the crew that I got to get some time with from Biola. And Terrific. It was a great time. Yeah. Didn't oh, you say good. the mansion's for sale? It is. For, it a, is. for a mere... A cool 38 mil. Yeah. 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 That's a nice mansion. It, it, it is Our whole nice. subdivision. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was trying to figure it out, how many houses it would take to, you know, but it's about a half a mile worth of houses yeah. in our area. Those owners have been so kind yes, to us have. to yeah. help this film. They really... And John's uh, in a special place today, a place he loves to That's be. right. John is at, at the Jim Baker Show. Yes. Yes, Jim and Lori Baker. Um, he loves to be there. Yeah, I hope he brings back some soy butter or something he for will. us. Yeah, so, yeah, terrific. Well, while John is away, he's been avoiding this rung for weeks. So uh, we're going to get to the second rung of submission. First rung, you remember, in this character ladder is humility, which naturally leads into the second rung of submission. I say naturally, but uh, Bill, why? Mm. Why is it yeah. the second rung? I'm glad you put the word naturally there, Bruce, right now, because um, there is so much anti-submission in such large segments of the church because they naturally don't see the progression. Yes. And and submission is a, a natural response of a humble heart. Submission says, I'm going to trust God and others with me and here's the key part. And I'm going to let those I trust influence me. I'm going to let them do that. And so that's called submission. That's called submission. That letting. To let, them, to mm-hmm. let somebody do that. Where we first started to experience this theologically was when it came to our understanding that the process of experiencing love requires trust and submission. I can say to David, I really trust you, David. And and that opens the opportunity for me to be loved. But until I let David love me, I'll never experience his love. And and that that was so unbelievably freeing for us. Uh, So many times when submission is taught as an authority word or a headship word, depending on a person's theology, it causes a reaction in the heart. It just does. Mm -hmm. It just causes a reaction. Who are you to tell me what to do? And, uh, and yet, if I understand that my decision to trust God is to let God influence me. Whoa, wait a minute. Yeah. Now I'm on a different, I'm in a different ballgame. Yeah. I'm, I'm now living in a different world, and I don't have to fear it. And, and what, if, what if those I trusted 
were gifted like you are, Bruce, with leadership. And instead of fearing your leadership, I let you lead me. What, what if I let you? What if I decided my intention to deliberately come under your influence? Now, what makes this so hard? Uh, it, it sounds pretty normal or logical, but uh, why do people take a pass on, on this? Well, uh, A, because we're pretty sure that most people haven't been taught the significance of trust. Mm-hmm. And so performance. Yeah. Performance yeah. becomes the measure of the success in our relationships, the things we do. And, and therefore, as long as you can get me to do what needs to be done to get this project or this world or whatever we're doing, instead of me learning, wait a minute, I have a choice here. Am I going to choose to trust you or not? What would it take? If I choose it, how do we live it out? So, so that if we don't begin way back, we, we did this a couple of weeks ago, if we don't begin way back in our understanding of the significance of humility, mm-hmm. we will never get the profound reality of submission. You can't start with submission. You can't say to a wife, you're to submit to your husband. Yeah, That's the beginning point. Submission is the beginning point. Never is. It's never the beginning point. Well, the point is submit to love. It's not yeah. submit to someone being right. It's not to yeah. submit for control. But that's all most people know. So that's if we're right. told to be submitting to an authority figure just for the sake of them being an authority, and if we turn that into what the male role is in a marriage, then we've completely blown apart the whole concept of what right. submission to a man in a marriage is, which is that he's supposed to first love her the way Jesus did, and the submission that she gives him is out of the trust that she actually has in his love, that he wants to give love. Not always hugs and kisses. Sometimes it's leading in hard situations. But you, you can't submit to somebody who is just about being controlling and right. Amen. There's well no said, love David. there to be submitted to. Well said, David. And right before in that text, um, before the paragraph that you referred to, it says that we are to submit to one another out of fear of God or in the fear of God. Mm-hmm. And so we, we know that this mutual submission is something that is to be a part in all our lives. And we also know that the one you fear, when you think about the fear of God, the one you fear the most is the one you will trust. Uh, so we never get away from that trust issue Amen. in humility Amen. leading to submission. And, and as long as, David, you bring up this, this whole issue of marriage and family, when we're together, uh, living together in marriage, family, or you're working together day after day, we we see things in one another. Um, you just can't help it. After a while, you get to know who each other really is. Right. And so you, there's a certain measure of authenticity or transparency, but that's not the same thing as vulnerability. And so, Bill, you, you're yeah. talking about a... a further distance than just being transparent because we right. work together and we can see our strengths and right. weaknesses. Right. What is right. that difference? Well, it's, uh, boy, I want to get there, but I want to just capture something yeah. David just said. What happens when we start with submission and the husband, quote, needs to be right or in control, we change the word from submission to compliance. 
And we, we say compliance is the same as submission. I'm complying. No, compliance is not submission. Compliance is I have to. Here's a key. We teach this in our parenting that we're working on. When I am complying, I will hold the person that I am complying to responsible for my life choices. When I am submitting, I am intentionally coming under their influence, and I will, with them, be responsible for our life choices. Because I have made this choice to trust. Exactly, exactly. Just as compliance then, uh, as we get into the next rung, is not the same thing as obedience, wholehearted right. obedience. It's, those right. are different, right. different ideas. That's very good. Now back to this, um, this issue of, of transparency right. and vulnerability. What's the difference between yeah. those two? Well, oh, gosh, we go back way, way back on this one, Bruce. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I remember when you first started teaching that difference in our high-trust culture yeah. <laughs> training. Yeah. You know, and, and we're older now. We're older now. <laughs> yeah, we've practiced it a lot more. But but I remember when you were teaching and our our being able to communicate as clearly as we knew how. Uh, transparency is my decision to tell you what I want you to know about me. And it, it can sound so godly and so right and right. so relational, but I'm always in control of the data. Vulnerability is when I let you speak into what I'm telling about me. I let speak into what I'm te- yeah, right. telling about me. Exactly. Okay. You get to say stuff back exactly. to what I'm saying. You get to speak you get to into what I'm saying. To. And what that does is the reason most people, many, many leaders, never want to practice vulnerability. Because transparency keeps them in control of the relationship. Mm-hmm. Letting somebody speak in to me and what I'm saying, all kinds of dynamics take place, but one for sure takes place. When I let you, David, speak into what's true about me, it helps me learn who I am. Yeah. See, it helps me learn who I am. Vulnerability creates the opportunity for me to get a better view of me because I have your input, critical. My view of me, we teach this everywhere we go, my view of me creates a distorted view of my reality. The view of God, who I trust, and the view of those I trust, causes me to see a better view of me. That's so important, because my view of me will keep me isolated in my immaturity, like every time. And so as a leader, if I am selectively transparent, I am not only uh, trying to stay in control of the situation, I am distorting over time my view of me. Exactly, which is in fact creating immaturity in you, yeah. which then, as we know, because we're teaching, we're, gonna, we're way ahead of ourselves now, we're yeah. way up in the ladder. But in reality, that leader is making a tragic decision they don't know they're making, and that is they're going to stay immature. So most leadership models are actually after growing immaturity. 
that's interesting. <laughs> but they don't know it, David. That's right. the tragedy yeah. of it. Let me teach you each year how to be a little more immature. Sure, power. <laughs> Control, yes. But you each year are going to regress at such a level that no one's going to want to be around you. And it creates the number one cause of leadership failure, which is isolation. Isolation. David, once again, a brilliant summation. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We'll see you next week at Bo's Cafe.